You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle, everyone. This is Hitchcock Hecklers, and I'm your host, Justin Hostler. On today's episode, we break down this past weekend's set of games and look forward to what this upcoming week has in store for us. As predicted by yours truly, our Tigers took care of business this weekend. It's really nothing that anyone should be surprised about, but um, we went ahead and swept the four-game series versus the University of of Illinois Chicago. We racked up a whopping 44 runs over the four games and managed to hold UIC to just seven total, so it was a uh, it seemed to be a, a fairly dominant performance by the Tigers. This was our straight, uh, excuse me, tenth straight season that we've been able to get the in the win column in Game One of the season. So that means that Butch Thompson, our fearless leader, is undefeated in season openers. Can't really start better than that. Um, obviously, UIC wasn't the highest competition that we're going to face, but you know, an, a win nonetheless. So this weekend. Our starting pitching looked really, really good. Still early in the season and it kind of showed a little bit with having a little bit of um, command issues at some times, but all four starters really showed some really good stuff and the bullpen looked pretty dang good themselves. Once again, you know, I've talked about this before and I'm probably going to talk about it every single episode, but um, this is the strength of our team. And so, um, you know, it's really nice to see them getting off to a good start. Um, the story of the weekend though, you know, nice to talk about pitching. Pitching's fun. Defense is, is awesome. Love that. But the story of the weekend is Judd Ward. Judd Ward, I, I mentioned him in, uh, last week's episode. I think he's primed to have a, a really good season. Hit for the cycle in game two of the series, game one of the doubleheader, game two of, of the year. So, um, first Auburn player to hit for the cycle since Cleet Thomas in 2005. So, it's been a while, 15 years, man. That's that's a really long time. Big stuff for Judd there. I mentioned again last week. He, I think he's you know primed and poised for a big season. So to see him do this this early in the year, I think that's that's big time. That's awesome. He's obviously you know seeing the ball really well. Um, he went, uh, I believe it was like six for 13 in the first three games of the series. He kind of um, fell off in game four. He went 0 for four, but. You know, the first few games of the of the series, he was looking really good, seeing the ball really well. So, awesome to see. Congratulations, Judd. That's that's a huge feat. That's awesome. Um, game one on Friday, that was probably the the closest game of the weekend. I mean, it was definitely the closest game in the on the score column. Um, our guy Tanner Burns, he looked really really good. He had some really good velocity and command. He was. Um, got in a little bit of a trouble in the third inning, gave up a two-run homer to uh, 
Illinois Chicago catcher Joshua Figueroa. Um, but he kind of settled in and finished with just three earned off of four hits and notched seven Ks, seven strikeouts. So, you know, it wasn't the most dominant performance that we're going to see from him, but it's at this point, I don't think anything to worry about. And um, honestly, at this point, it's kind of be to be expected. So, um, you know, good to fight through a little adversity, but still be able to notch a win. Um, and I think that game one, really what stood out the most offensively, um, Ryan Bliss had two doubles and made some really good contact during a couple other at-bats. So, again, we won game one of the series, game one of the season, five to three. Saturday, Saturday was interesting. Saturday was a lot of fun. We, um, you know, we had a doubleheader, so two games, an early game and a, and a later game. And this doubleheader, we looked pretty dominant, honestly. We looked really, really good. And over Lester, you know, it was against some lesser competition, but still we looked really, really good. So game one of this doubleheader is um, when Judd Ward hit for the cycle. Um, and it was an offensive explosion for not just him, but the Tigers as a whole. Rankin Woolley also had four hits in game one of the doubleheader, and, you know, those are career best for both of those guys, so it was, it was really nice to see. Um, the two of them combined for 11 hits on the day, so in those two games, they got um, the two of them together tallied 11 hits, and I've talked about it a couple times, but those are two guys that, you know, we'll be hearing a lot from, down the stretch, especially if we're going to be successful this year. And um, really nice that they're both seeing the ball so well early on in the season. Talked about pitching last week, but Jack Owen, starter for game two, went five strong innings, striking out eight and giving up just one run and one walk. So it was really good stuff from Jack. I think he's a guy that I'm really high on this season. I think he's going to, um, you know, he's proven to be a very nice compliment as a game two starter to Tanner Burns and um, you know he's really he's able to keep guys off balance while maintaining really good control so I talked about him last week I kind of um, I said he was kind of like uh, Zach Greinke and so I mean again in game two he, he looked really good so um, Auburn won the early game game one of the double header 18 to 1 that's the most runs we've scored in a game since the 2018 finale versus Alabama when we scored 20. I think that year we also beat BYU 24 to 7. Um, so a couple big games that year. And then, you know, we're kind of picking up right where we left off in the Super Regional last year with some, some big, big innings and, and big runs. Um, that's game two. Game three, Rich Fitz. I've mentioned him a couple times. He's um, looks like he's going to be the game three starter. Took the mound and he looked really good. He went five strong, striking out seven, and you know he walked three, but didn't give up a run. So really good for him to battle through a little adversity, get out of some some jams there. Um, offensively, in, in game two of the doubleheader, Brody Moore, Rankin Woolley, Ryan Bliss each had a pair of hits in the game, um, but not not a very exciting game. Uh, most of the scoring was done in the first inning. The Tigers put up four, which would have been enough to win the game. We won the later game of the doubleheader, seven to three. So you know, it's one of those games where it's not like you know that the game is, you know, that's all the scoring that'll be done in the game. But um, you know, four in the top 
or uh, four in the first inning was was enough to win this one. We finished seven to three. So um, we go on to the weekend finale, and this game, this was uh, just one of those offensive outbursts that kind of reminded me of the North Carolina game that we played last year, game two, or excuse me, game three, where we just came alive and um, you know, we were able to put up 13 runs in, in the top of the, in the top of the first. So, um, we sent 15 guys to the plate in the fourth inning. So it wasn't the first inning like that North Carolina game, but, um, in the fourth inning, we sent 15 guys to the plate and we were able to get 11 across. So, um, 11 runs in one inning, most games, that's going to be enough to kind of, you know, put a team down and, you know, take out any momentum that they think they had, kind of snatch their soul from them. So, um, anyway, Bailey Horn, Brooks Fuller, and Hayden Mullins looked really good. They combined for seven scoreless innings and struck out 11. Um, you know, I've talked so much about pitching, but when you're able to go, you know, four games in a weekend and still have the kind of dominance on a Sunday afternoon that, you know, those three guys I mentioned, Bailey, Brooks, and, and Hayden all had, you know, it, it just shows that the staff is really well coached and in good good shape, and that's you know, really 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 big for us. And Coach Thompson knows it. Um, you know, Coach Hudson. I love saying that, Coach Hudson. By the way, um, <laughs> Coach Hudson knows it, and the team knows it. Um, it's you know, like I said, with our pitching staff, like that's there's a, a lot to be excited about. But the pitching staff is to me probably the thing that we should be most excited about as as, uh, Auburn Tiger baseball fans. So um, here we are, um, 4-0 for the weekend. We get back on the diamond on Tuesday for one game against Oakland. The Oakland Bears, I believe, is that, I think they're the Bears. Um, So we get get back on Tuesday night um, for one game against them, and then kind of just primes us and gets us ready for a three-game series versus... The, you know, this is the 2017 NCAA football national champions, the University of Central Florida Knights. That's a joke. They're not, they were not the national champions. They beat us, if you recall, in the Peach Bowl, probably the worst performance that we had all year. And they claimed a national championship from it. So um, to me, in any sport that we play Central Florida, I hope that we absolutely bring it to them. Uh, So... Um, anyway, the Knights 4-0, they're coming off a sweep of Siena. They've got another, um, they've got a game in between this series just as we do, but, um, they're 4-0 for the year. They're, they look like a, a pretty decent team. Um, you know, they're not a, a power five conference team. I don't think that they've got, you know, quite the firepower that we do or, you know, any of the SEC teams really do, um. But a lot of these guys are from Florida. Florida is a, a really good state when it comes to athletes just in general. But um, they've got some really good baseball players there. And it's a place where they're able to, you know, play baseball year-round. Really nice weather. So um, it seems like they've got a pretty good little ball club going. Um, anyway, I think that uh, going forward, you know, we've got this little little matchup versus Oakland three versus UCF. Um, next week we get into an in-state battle and, you know, play a couple more, uh, smaller schools getting us ready for SEC play. Um, but prediction wise, I think that 
um, you know, I I definitely think that we 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 take the the game over Oakland, the Oakland Bears, and um, I think that we get at least two of three versus UCF. I think that um, you know, it's definitely going to be a step up in competition over, you know, both University of Illinois Chicago and Oakland, but. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised for us to be able to sweep and, and win three games over UCF as we, you know, as I've talked about so many times that we've got such a really tough pitching staff and obviously the comfort of playing at home for this set. So, um, you know, again, 4-0, we really couldn't ask for a, a better start to the season. I think that you know, we had a, a really decent crowd. And I, you know, I saw that there's some, some new beer cells going on at the stadium. So that should kind of kick up the action just a little bit. And, you know, who knows, get people a little more excited for, for baseball games and get a little better crowd out there. Um, and yeah, again, like the, the crowd seemed like they were pretty much into it Four game series. It was, you know, a, a little, a little boring at times, but a lot of firepower on Saturday. There was, you know, uh, Saturday's, Saturday, both of those games, we, you know, put up 25, 25 runs, 25 to four collectively over the two. So, um, you know, if you were out for both of those games and, you know, shout out to you, you got to see a, a pretty good showing by our boys and kind of see what the potential this team has. So um, next week, next week's episode, we're going to, um, you know, break down the matchups from this week. We'll talk a little bit more on how this series with UCF goes, and I think this will give us a little more insight as to how the season's going to go. Um, you know, we'll, th- these games will be on SEC Network, so you'll be able to, to watch them and, um, you know, be able to tune in. So we'll break those down and catch us up and, and see, you know, how this weekend goes, and let's make sure everyone stays healthy. Good luck to our boys out there. And that's going to be it for this week's episode. Until next time, Tiger fans, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?